Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 75, When You Wish Upon a Star. That's all I know. I'm your host Alex, and today <laughs> I have Victoria as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Well, thanks you. thank you for being here. I have to tell my audience I'm a little sick right now, so that's why I might sound a little weird, but Victoria is healthy and she's going to be one, the one running the show right now. <laughs> I'm sure I could handle it. <laughs> Now, before we jump into the topic of today, who is Victoria? Victoria is a 27-year-old preschool teacher who happens to be a big Disney fan. <laughs> and everything surrounded around Disney, that's what Victoria is. She's the expert here, and she's going to probably school me, pun intended, on <laughs> Disney stuff. I'm really bad at these today. But yes, before we jump into the Disney topic... Do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share so the audience can learn more about you and your blogging? Oh, uh, yeah. So, well, first off, while I'm here, uh, my blog is DisneyT.blogspot.com. Uh, my Twitter is He Calls Me PP. And my Instagram is He Calls Me Pineapple Princess. It's all one long name. If you get the reference, I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> I'm sure some of my listeners will get the reference. I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, if I get it in the middle of the interview, I'll be like, oh, that's what it means. But uh, until then, I am clueless, but I'm ready to learn about it. So, yes, I will put all that information in the description below so you guys can go check that out. Click follow and just go, on, go along on the adventure with Victoria. So, yes, today we're talking about blogging about Disney. So how did you get introduced to that? Um, it started a little after my Disney college program. So just a little bit of backstory on that. Um, the Disney college program is an internship program that the Disney parks have. So as long as you're enrolled in a class or anything like that, and as long as you're over the age of 18, you can have the opportunity to work at Disneyland or Disney World. And this was after the fact. And I just wanted to keep a connection to my um, time working in the program. And I saw a few friends who were doing a little bit of blogging. So that's just how I kind of got into it. It was more so just for fun at first, but now I'm trying to do it a little bit more professionally. That's pretty cool. Wait, did you choose Disney World or Disneyland? Uh, I chose Disney World because Disneyland is a little bit harder to get into as far as a program. Disney World's a little bit larger, so it has more um, opportunities as, as far as work. Okay. And how long did you do this program for? I did it between May 2012 to December 2012. I was supposed to do it till January, but I had a family emergency, so I had to leave early. But I'm sure within that time, you got a lot of experience and you applied all today. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I learned so much as far as like how to do customer service properly, like a lot of business management skills, honestly. It's, it, I learned so much as far as like networking as well. Like there's still people who I did my program with back in 2012 that I'm friends with now. That's pretty cool. Are you still, uh, actually speaking of which, uh, how's the community, not just the Disney community, but the blogging about Disney community? Depends on what specific branch you're talking about as far as Disney. I kind of just stick with like, travel things because part of uh, my experience was that I was a Disney travel agent, um, a third party one and with the actual company for my second time around. So my stuff is mainly like food and travel advice. Some people do like um, like small shop businesses. Some people do um, diversity. Uh, it's, it's just a lot. There's so many things as far as Disney that you can go with. I know a lot of people are doing like Disney history right now, which is a really big thing. That's cool. 
like just going back in the catalogs and the history books of Disney. Actually, speaking of which, I'm really bad with these segues. What are your preferred Disney topics to blog about? Is it the movies, the TV shows, actual human characters in Disney or animal characters in Disney? Right now, I'm still kind of extending. So I'm trying to do a little bit of movies right now just because the um, Disney Plus service is coming out. I'm actually doing a upcoming project with a friend of mine who has another Disney podcast. His is kind of more so all theme parks, but mainly Disney. We're doing a Disney Plus movie club where like we'll choose two movies a month from the Disney Plus service and we'll just do it kind of like a book club where we'll have discussions about the film. If you don't mind me asking, are you more interested in focusing on newer Disney movies or you're more into the classic Disney movies? I feel like I'm a whole soul. Honestly, I do love the <laughs> old ones, just the ones that I grew up with. And I am con- like, I do enjoy like, you know, Moana and Rapunzel Tangled and all that stuff. But I'm I grew up with like Oliver and Company, which is kind of like the start sort of of where the Renaissance age of Disney began. That's like your Lion King, your Little Mermaid, Tarzan. Uh, I really like the old live action Disney films too, like the original Parent Trap, Pollyanna, uh, the original Freaky Friday, Babes in Toyland. Like I'm, I'm just an old soul period, like with old films anyway, not just Disney ones. So I feel like I'm going to focus more so on older films just because those aren't well known in the community. So we're the same age. I know exactly where you're coming from. Like I have a, <laughs> I have a soft spot for like the classic Disney movies. I, I grew up with Fantasia and stuff like that. I just loved it. Oh, yeah. I love Fantasia and uh, the Three Caballeros. I love oh, those two. Goodness, They're actually yes. about to have a show. Really? Yep. There's going to be on the Disney Plus. There, It was in like another country. It was a South American country. It debuted, but they're going to bring it over to the service. That's cool. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty excited to see that because I also remember that when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, actually, on that topic, uh, what's your take on Disney doing remakes of old movies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it. this isn't the first time they've done this. So it's not like they're treading on new territory. Like they've done it before with, you know, like Parent Trap, like I said, Freaky Friday, um, Herbie. So they do recycle old movies every now and again, just to bring it to a new generation. As far as the remakes of what they're doing, I've seen almost every remake so far, and I haven't really been a fan of all of them. Like they were good, but they weren't great. I'll say maybe I liked two out of all of them Mm. and they've done quite a few. I feel like it's just there's better ways to kind of reinvigorate the love for these classics. I know some people are just really in a mood where they think it's taking away from the animation. I personally don't think so. As far as the remakes, I I, I like to give things a chance. So I'm not going to hate it right off the bat. You know, I, I get you. I get you. Actually, today, before this interview, I decided to watch The Lion King, the live action one. And oh. yeah, just because I've never seen it before. And I loved The Lion King when I was a kid. So I'm like, you know what, might as well give it a shot. And I'm curious to know your opinion because I hear there's a lot of controversy. Some people loved it. Some people did not love it at all. I didn't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was honestly one of the, that was like one of my truly favorite movies when I was younger. That was actually the first movie I saw in theaters. So um, obviously I cried when, you know, they did Circle of Life crazy but i didn't cry when they killed mufasa because it was just really awkward in the live action but um 
again, I mainly kind of went because Beyonce was in it and I'm a really big Beyonce fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't hate it. It just wasn't good either. So that's kind of my mood on all of the remakes minus like Cinderella because Cinderella was beautifully done in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? I feel like they went off the vibe of Jungle Book, how that was going so well that they yeah. decided to do Lion King. And Jungle Book didn't do well, and I saw <laughs> that one in theaters. But to be fair, I never really liked the animated version to begin with, so... I heard that they yeah. reused scenes in the original movie, like they reused clips later on. They do, yeah. Um, Some movies they do that in is Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty. I think they do it in Robin Hood. Yes. It's more so just those dance scenes, but I think that was just more so just to save time, quote unquote, but you know. And actually back to the Lion King, uh, when Mufasa died, I was like ready for that that line, that famous line, long live and the they king. Didn't do it. <laughs> and they didn't do it. And I'm like, wow, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend wasn't a fan of that either. I saw it with and I was like, you know what? They can't do it word from word, but that was kind of an iconic line that you kind of skipped. But what I do like is towards the end where they're confronting him while confronting um, him and, and Simba's mother is like, how would you see the fear in his eyes if you said you weren't there when he died? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> that was, I so, love that part. So, yeah. Like, that wasn't in the original, was it? It wasn't. See, okay, so they did, it was like a swing and a miss. And that's all for not just Disney, I would imagine for a lot of movies when they do remakes. Yeah, it, like I appreciate when they kind of go off the beaten path. But like you said, there's some things you don't necessarily change. Like I feel like that was a line that should have definitely been in there. And so we've been, this is turning into just a Lion King podcast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> back to blogging. You should see it if you haven't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything is worth seeing, of course. Back to the blogging aspect. What are some key elements you touch when you write a new blog? I always try to make it something that interests me. Because if it isn't something that I've done personally or it doesn't interest me, then I'm not going to put my 100% in it. So, um, for example, I'm doing a blog post for tomorrow that's about not really Disney, but well, actually, technically it is. It's um <laughs> seven travel tips for when you're going to Disney in the ho during the holidays, because that's a really stressful time just to travel anywhere. And I've done that before where I've gone to Disney during a really busy time. So it's like I have the knowledge. I'm sure people who have never done this before would love like a step by step thing. So it's just more so something like that. Or it's um something along the lines of resorts I've stayed at at Disney. So I did one about it's a resort called Port Orleans, but it has two different hotels on the property. And usually people are like, which one do you like better? So I did like a pros and cons for that one. So it's more so things just based on my experience and i just try to make it relatable to everybody else and put my personality in it you know what i love how you when you're tackling disney as a topic you're not only tackling let's say the tv shows and movies but you're also tackling the live well not the live but the physical things like disney world and disneyland things that people can actually interact with so they get to have a better feel and i feel like you're pretty good at delivering the information to these people Oh, yeah. Thank you. I tried to. It's it's just I've been there so many times. Like I've been to um, Disney World mainly. That's what we would call my home park, the park you go to the most. Been to Disneyland a few times. I've gone to Disneyland Paris once. And then I have all this knowledge that I've learned as from my time working in the reservation center for Disney World. 
So I just have all this knowledge that people may not know about. And I just want to make sure, you know, they're setting themselves up for success. That's very that's very respectable. And that's very honorable that you want to make sure people have a great experience in the long run. Now, when you do blog about Disney, let's say movies or TV shows, uh, do you focus on theories? Let's say there's a universe that they share the same universe. Let's say Mulan and Aladdin somehow have characters that reappear, even though it's like different times and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, that was more so back in my Disney Tumblr days. <laughs> so <laughs> so there was like a time where like on Tumblr, they would just do theories like that all the time. I think it was like they were like Frozen, like the parents from Frozen and like Tarzan's parents were like the same people or something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> I've never done that on the blog. I would actually be interested in doing something like that or even on my podcast. I would actually. Yeah, like uh, what's who knows? Maybe Winnie the Pooh is connect is Winnie, Winnie the Pooh's Disney, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, Winnie the Pooh is connected to uh, Avengers, <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> I've seen fan art, so yeah. it's not. <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of which, again, uh, what's your take on Disney acquiring multiple franchises such as Star Wars, Marvel? Are you for it or against it? Oh, I'm absolutely for it because. Um, well, I'll start with Marvel. I liked Marvel already when I was younger. Like I was very so much so in the comic books, but now they've taken over. I think the history with as far as comic book movies, they weren't really done too well and they weren't doing them justice. But like once Disney took over, they actually, you know, take the time to look over the stories and the characters' personalities and they just pick the right people to do them well. And now we're here. 10 years later, still recovering from Infinity War. <laughs> and so many people who never read comic books once in their life have fallen in love with these characters. And it's just wonderful that they are able to do that. As far as Star Wars, that's more so a thing that I got from my father. He's a big Star Wars fan. And we never really be, were able to connect as far as Disney. But once Disney acquired it, then we were able to like bond about it more. So that's more of a personal thing for me, though. But as far as them acquiring it, I don't hate it. I feel like they're doing a very good job with the films. I know people are mad about Last Jedi, but I think they're doing the films justice. And there's a new moving movie coming out uh, this December. By the time this podcast comes out, it, the movie would have already passed because this podcast is probably coming out in February because <laughs> I record ahead of schedule. <laughs> But uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so people are listening like, Alex, the movie was great. Or Alex, the movie was horrible. Why are you talking about it? Uh, so <laughs> let's move on from that. What would you say is the best part about being a Disney blogger? Ultimately, just being able to talk about something I love. And it's not like a job. Like, it's just I enjoy what I write about. And I know I'm just giving it to people that love the same thing I do or are just getting into it. It's just something I'm passionate about, honestly. That's that's really the best thing I like about doing it. And when you do write these blogs, I'm sure most of them you write them alone. But have you ever done some with somebody else? So you do like a collaborative or like a collab uh, blog. Sorry, I can't speak right now. I'm blaming it, I'm blaming it on my cold. Yes, a collaborative <laughs> blog. I wouldn't say a collaborative blog. I actually did write for a few websites before. So I guess technically that's a collab. Like... I Yeah, I guess I would consider that a collab. I did one with Diz Kingdom and I did one with Laughing Place for a while. It was um, when Pokemon Go first came out. I wrote an article about like places in Disney World where there was Pokemon stops. But 
<laughs> so why not? I did that. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> we all know where they are now. <laughs> so, I mean, I would love to do some in the future. I would love to do more. Well, if anybody's interested, whoever's listening, uh, I'm sure Victoria's very friendly, right? You're friendly, right? Yeah, yeah. If Victoria's oh, friendly. Yeah. <laughs> She's no, very friendly. I know. Yeah. I have- <laughs> I'm a Virgo, so I may look mean, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's me. I look mean, but uh, I'm, I hope I'm approachable and nice. Uh, but you can't tell by the voice and all that here. Either way, it's not about me. It's about friendly Victoria. For <laughs> you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started blogging about Disney? Oh, gosh, it was literally where do I begin? Like I had zero clue about how to blog, how to like set up a blog. How do I do a website? How do I write this? Pro- it was just so many things at once that I had to learn on my own. Like I had a little bit of experience from when I was writing for one of the news sites because they were proofread it for me before they would post it. But then I decided to go on my own and it was just more so, whoa, where do I even start? So it was more so I had to learn every single thing on my own, like how to add links how to like properly source photos, like constantly proofreading yourself, just so much that you had to do on your own. So it was just a learning curve the whole way. But I would imagine it's a lot more rewarding at the end that you said, I did this, I taught myself and here I am today. Oh, absolutely. Like that's one of the best parts of me when I do anything. I like, I prefer, I can do groups, but I prefer to do it by myself. And blogging is one of those things that it's perfectly okay to do by yourself because that allows you to take your time and just go at it and you don't need to have other people's opinions. Actually, on that note, do people's comments once you release your blog, does that affect you or you try to ignore it? Not necessarily. I really enjoy constructive criticism, actually. So if there's something that they said negative, I actually will take a step back and be like, okay, I'm going to look this over and see if they might be on to something because, I mean, I'm not perfect. So I want to make sure I'm putting out something that's not offensive, that's accurate, just things like that. So if it's something negative, I'm going to like take a step back and look at it. If it's something positive, then great. Then I want to keep on going with it and see how it can come up with more ideas to motivate people to read it. And has it ever happened to you that you got a negative comment that was not constructive whatsoever? It was just negative just for the sake of being negative yeah but (laughs) honestly i have really tough skin so it it honestly never bothers me like it'll only ever bother me if it's like an attack upon someone very close to me or like just upon my character so it has to be like a racial slur or something like that other than that i just i keep on moving and especially when it comes to disney stuff a lot of stuff can be very subjective in the sense that Oh, well, I hated Mulan. Well, okay, that's that's you uh, kind of thing. Oh, yes. We ha- I, there was actually a heated debate a few weeks ago on Twitter. It, like, you'd be amazed at the stuff <laughs> that you, I tell my boyfriend some stuff all the time. He's like, this is wild. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a movie called Song of the South. Uh, it kind of rings a bell, but not completely familiar. Okay, well, that's kind of good, actually. Oh, yes, but- yes, yes. No, wait, yes, 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 yes. I do know it. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. So yeah. So yeah, not many people are too familiar with it. But if you don't know, that's the film that the Ride Splash Mountain is based off of. 
So when Disney Plus announced all the films that were going to be on it, a lot of people were like, well, why Song of the South isn't on there? And then we kind of got into a heated debate about why Song of the South shouldn't be on there. So just things like that, like it got really heated. There was some words spewed. Like it it just gets like that all the time, honestly. So when things like that happen, you just got to brush it off your shoulders and just keep it moving. Not everyone's opinion is going to be the same of yours. Now for this next question, you're more than welcome to say cut this out, but uh, what's your take on Disney's darker past? I feel like it happened. We can't really look past that. There's things, there were decisions that were made that were products of their time. Just like I said about Song of the South, they're products of their time. For example, Gone with the Wind is a product of its time. You just have to, I feel like they should acknowledge the mistakes that they made and just take them as lessons. Just like anyone should as far as anything. Again, they happen. Just don't ignore that they happen because then it makes you look a little ignorant, (laughs) in my opinion. No, no, I I definitely agree with you. And that was a really good answer. You're ready to be like a politician with that just diplomatic answer right there. (laughs) You're good. Like you could just gather everybody together. This is this is why people should go to your blog. Get these answers like this, like (laughs) the truth and the honesty right there. Oh, yeah. I honestly try to be as honest as possible with everything I do. Like, I'm clear. I'm transparent pretty much. And friendly. We can't forget that. Oh, yes. Very friendly. I'm a very friendly politician. <laughs> now, what is your current biggest challenge today? Um, Organizing my content. I've, um, I was learning some things from a friend who's kind of had... Who, she kind of has a bigger following than I am. So I'm just kind of learning a little bit from what she's doing. And she says she organizes a lot of her content ahead of time, like like you do. So it's more so just trying to get that all organized and all planned out so that way it's all ready to go. But it's just life is kind of wild right now because I I'm a preschool teacher and then I'm doing this and then I actually have to plan a big trip for Disney next month. So it's and then my dog. So have a lot going on you're saying adults have to be responsible what i i'm crazy (laughs) it's a crazy concept i'm telling you (laughs) god that's what my wife's been telling me all these years jeez okay (laughs) she's on to something yeah i gotta i gotta start listening to that (laughs) responsibility okay i'll write that down uh yes (laughs) in your opinion what are some certain things disney is doing right and things that they're doing wrong now this could be a really tough question but just in the general aspect of it I feel one of the things they aren't doing right is listening to their cast members. And if you don't know what a cast member is, it's more so like a um, just an employee. They just call them cast members. I feel like if they got a little more if I feel like if they got suggestions from their cast members about how they can do better in their theme park specifically, I feel like they will be able to run a smoother business overall. What I feel like they're doing right is they're doing a lot for the community right now. Uh, They're taking more time to take care of their guests. I feel like they're taking care of their cast members as far as allowing them to get a better education. They're allowing cast members to go to school on their dime and just go and achieve the degree that they want. So I feel that's great. Yeah, that was a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I have to put that on you. No, this is this is like a random a random thought I had. Like whenever I think Disney, I'm like, oh, well, Nintendo is kind of like the Japanese video game version of Disney. Like they have like a lot of cool, popular characters. It's not really a question. It's just something that popped up in my mind. I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, Disney, Nintendo, like if they made something together, that'd be great. I feel like they did. Kingdom Hearts was a video game that I don't even know. Oh, that's PlayStation. I'm just all over the place. But it no, is that Disney. was um, 
that was Square Enix. Square Enix, and but it was Disney yep. characters. Yes, yes. It was Final Fantasy characters and um, Disney characters. Honestly, that was the best combination ever in <laughs> life for me. Like, literally, that was kind of like an intro to video games for me as well. And oh, now sweet. I'm like super into it. <laughs> I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. I know I'm a fake fan, but. <laughs> you have time. You're young. You have time. Oh, also, I know. adult responsibilities. I've learned that today from my dear right. friend, Victoria. <laughs> right. Right. Like, just, I got to be responsible. Yes. Yes. And speaking about <laughs> being responsible, has blogging about Disney ever stressed you out? Yes. <laughs> yes. It truly has. It's just more so, um trying to figure out if it's going to be a good topic. Sometimes it's my fault. I'll overload myself sometimes. And then I'm like, okay, I have to get all these done by like Saturday. And then I'll forget like, oh, I have to go out and do something for work on Saturday. And I'm like, that's why I started organizing my content and like scheduling it better. So that way I don't have run-ins like that. But it is completely stressful sometimes. <laughs> and I would imagine sometimes you get writer's block. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's literally me this week. <laughs> okay. So on that note, what is your go-to like stress reliever whenever you get writer's block? Do you get up and go for a walk or do you just, I don't know, do exercise, uh, eat or do backflips? Whatever. What is your go-to? <laughs> <Do> to <backflips. laughs> Just casually. Um, I actually um, do a lot of workouts. I um, started working out back in a little over a year ago in September. So last September. So I do a lot of that just to relieve stress. I actually tie in Disney with my fitness now, which is wild. So <laughs> I do that. I do meditation. Um, I go out and walk my dog. I'll go for a run with him. And usually most of the time I'll just watch something on Netflix if I really don't feel like leaving the house. <laughs> Soon to be Disney Plus. Soon to be Disney Plus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask. You said you tie in your workout with Disney. How? Like, do you do like workouts that you see in Disney shows and movies? I do it a little weirdly. So, like, for example, I'll do like a movie challenge. I'll be like, I'll say I'm watching Hercules, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, well, how many times has they like have they said Hercules? And the amount of times they've said Hercules in the film, that's the amount of sets I'll do. Oh, well, not sets, but reps. I'll do for like a certain move. So things like that, like things that are repetitive throughout the film or like Little Mermaid, like how many times does Sebastian complain about Ariel or something like that? So. <laughs> for a second, I thought you, when you said Hercules, you, well, when you, saw, you see Hercules lift up a boulder and like, oh God, Victoria's going to just go lift up a boulder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's ambitious. No. I, if you could do that, hey, I, I need a video to share with the population. <laughs> I need to see somebody do that, honestly. Yeah, just any human beings just to do that. <laughs> The Hercules challenge. Uh, so, yes. What are some misconceptions about people who do blog about Disney? That they aren't responsible, that they're childish. Just because mainly people don't really associate Disney with adults. They associate it with children because it's animation. You think of Disney, the first thing you think of is like, you know, their films and it's animated. So that's the really the main one is just that they think they're childish, which is not true. A lot of people have turned their love of Disney into like a profit. Yeah. And they're coming out with a lot more diverse content for all ages. And actually, that's a question I've been wondering because uh, Disney recently, I say recently, but they uh, acquired Fox Entertainment. And uh, oh, yes. some of the famous movies from Fox Entertainment include uh, Deadpool and Logan. And those mm -hmm. are not necessarily child friendly movies. <laughs> and 
you're an expert. You you know more about this. Do you think that they will keep going with uh, what Fox is doing with these R-rated movies or try to bring it down to a more general population? No, I think they're going to stay true to the material and keep it the way it is because that's what sold the movies very well in the first place. That's probably another reason why they're like, you know what, let's buy Fox. Yeah, Fox is just, honestly, I didn't really expect that merger. It was kind of out of left field with me. I know a lot of people were... Um, kind of angry because they were like it's a monopoly and i'm like well we wouldn't have disney plus without it now would we and uh there disney and sony were playing with my heartstrings with, with spider-man oh <laughs> yes look my so my podcast co-house he loves spider-man so yes he's a big fan of spider-man so when that happened he was literally so distraught he didn't know what to do he was so furious and i was like no they're probably just playing they're just gonna they're probably just trying to make press and then lo and behold they they fixed it all of a sudden so i was like oh why would you play with me like that (laughs) why would you do that to people (laughs) this is their plot they've been in it the whole time they knew exactly what's going to happen it's the marketing aspect I know, and that's what people were saying. They were saying it was a conspiracy <laughs> to make to market it. And what had killed me was because I hadn't seen the second Spider-Man yet because um, I was in Italy when it came out. So then that happened. Then they announced it. And I was like, oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> Would you say you were far from home? <laughs> ah, the bad pun. <laughs> you were in That's Europe. That's funny, me. <laughs> and it's funny because they had posters for Far From Home everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So it was like in my face constantly. And I couldn't go see it in Italy because, one, I wasn't going to understand it. <laughs> and, and two, I said I was going to wait with my boyfriend to see it, who ended up seeing it with me without me anyway. <laughs> Did he spoil anything for you? Oh, I don't care about spoilers, <laughs> so I just ask. I literally, you can literally tell me, and I won't care. All right, for that, there's a cliffhanger, and if Sony and yeah. Disney, if Sony and Disney did not do that, that would have been the ultimate cliffhanger. Yeah, I heard, <laughs> and I was like, that's messed up if they do that. <laughs> is saying there's a cliffhanger is that considered a spoiler? Uh, if it is, sorry, not, I, sorry to my listeners, <laughs> but it's been out for not a while. Really. Yeah, it's been, it's on DVD at yeah, this yeah. point. At this point, it's your fault for not seeing it. Yeah, blame the listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's on you at that point. And uh, for you, what has blogging about Disney taught you in life? Oh, it's taught me to be more open to doing something out of the box. Like, don't stick to what you know. Try new things. Now, I know I said earlier, like, sometimes I'll stick to what I know experience-wise, but sometimes I will go to other people and talk to them about their experiences and their information they know, because I don't know everything. So I usually go to other sources and ask people questions. So that way I get the best information for my, um, for my posts. So that's the main thing. No, I I like that. That's, that's good. And it's, it's a learning experience. You're going to constantly learn new things and it's just going to add more and more to your knowledge of Disney. Oh, and that's the best part. Like, I love doing that as a person because we're humans. So we're continuously like learning. Like you never should, you never should stop wanting to take in knowledge. So me being able to gain more knowledge about something I love only just makes me happier. And it made you come onto this podcast and share your knowledge with the world. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was so excited about the opportunity. Yeah, for once, I'm never the expert on this podcast. It's always my guest. So it allows my guests to just share their heart. And speaking of which, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? 
Um, when I first started it, it was kind of an escape from the world. I also wasn't really in a good place mentally at the time when I started it, but now I'm older and I understand myself as a person better. So now I'm just working on presenting it to the world. Because at the end of the day, it could help somebody else out. Exactly. I want to be able to, you know, help people because that's just who I am as a person. So, And we've been talking for around 40 minutes now and she's been very kind and very helpful. I've learned a lot. And not just for me, but do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Um, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you see doing it and ask questions because a closed mouth doesn't get fed. That's what I tell my kids sometimes literally when they're eating lunch. But <laughs> so we're going to put it up the yeah, nose. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Don't even <laughs> you'd be surprised. You would truly be surprised. But um. Yeah, that's just the main thing, because I personally didn't ask a lot of questions. I was too afraid. But now I do it more often just because, you know, that's the only way you're going to get a, your question answered. So that would be the main thing. Um, Take in all the information, like get, do your research and make sure this is something you want to do, because it's not a temporary thing. If I mean, if you want to do it as a hobby hobby, then yeah. But if you want to make something of it, it's going to be a a big commitment. It's going to take up a lot of your time. So if you're ready to do that, then go for it. But ultimately, don't be afraid of it. It's not going to overwhelm you. It might actually be something fun for you. Yeah. And you don't have to take everything in one big bite. You could take little bites, niblets and uh, exactly. Yeah. Just chew, bite off enough that you can chew. Remember, open mouth. <laughs> I savor your food. Yes. It's ex- okay. <laughs> Now, I asked this question at the beginning of the podcast, but I'll ask it again now. Do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share with the audience? It could be Twitter, Instagram again, podcasts, anything at all. Um, Okay, so podcast is Dizzy T with V. That's um, on Spotify, not on Apple yet, but it's on pretty much any other um, streaming service except Apple. I don't know why they don't like us, but um, (laughs) he calls me PP on Twitter. He calls me Pineapple Princess on Instagram and I believe, oh, and DisneyT.blogspot.com, obviously my blog. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the topic of this episode. <laughs> right, literally the topic of the episode. You were leaving so. it for the end. You were just like getting them ready for it. It was the, the cream of the crop. <laughs> Last but not least, exactly. the actual blog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can go follow it, watch it, and do everything you can do with all your senses to it. And hopefully you enjoy it. And for the last question on my podcast, do you have any questions for me about Disney or Disney blogging or just Disney in general? Have you been to a Disney park before? I've been to Disney World when I was, uh, I would say, 12 with my family in Florida. And I had a great time. Some of it is kind of a blur, but yeah, it was a fantastic time. I remember, um, what's that elevator that goes to, not an elevator, but the drop it was oh, the longest, Tower of Terror. It was the longest <laughs> line ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do that every, well, I, not every time, but it depends on if I have a fast pass or not. But I, that's one of my absolute favorites to do. And my mother, uh, she went when she was a kid and we had to go see It's a Small World after all. My dad did not, not <laughs> like it at all because he got annoyed really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not a fan of that yeah. one. Actually, um, my old roommate, he works at It's a Small World. <laughs> well, I also went to, um, I was in Japan. I completely forgot about this. I went to Disney Sea with my wife. <gasps> yeah. 
<laughs> that was uh this year actually yeah and, i'm so jealous <laughs> and it was so cool like we went through like i don't it was like kind of like a small world but it was a different one but the animatronics was so amazing yes they're, they're very well known for that they're actually building a whole new land there and they've been previewing the animatronics for the ride and they look so realistic yeah so my wife when we went there she's like oh well we shouldn't go to disney world we should go to disney uh sea because it was like more mm-hmm. cater- catered to adults and there's a lot more stuff there for adults and i really enjoyed it and then they just opened up a new like like not an attraction uh toy story which was like interactive yes. and mm-hmm. i like you get to shoot things and it was so cool but yeah, I went to Disney twice. I completely forgot about Tokyo. I'm sorry, honey, if you're listening. Uh, yes, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great time. I would highly recommend it for anybody who might be interested. Yeah, that's a big thing in the Disney community where like D- Disney Tokyo parks are like the cream of the crop. So if you've been there, you've made it. <laughs> oh my God. They, like everything is so well like maintained and everything is so beautiful. It's it was cool. I don't know what else to say, but I do highly recommend to go see it. I'm sure you you have that on your bucket list. Oh, yeah. It was supposed <laughs> to be this year, but stuff happened. and it, It'll be one day. It'll be one day. So there was a chance that we might have bumped into each other and not known each other? Oh. I know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Victoria, for just sharing our Disney love, our nostalgia for Disney and everything around it. I had a great time. Uh, it makes me want to watch a Disney movie. I don't know which one. I've already watched one today. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen Toy Story 4. Uh, maybe I'll see if it's out. Is it out on DVD? or? It is. I haven't seen it either. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'll go uh, check that out. And yeah, and so once again, thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. So if you want to learn more about Victoria, go check her out on Instagram, Twitter, her blog, and her podcast. I'll put all that information in the description below so you guys can go check that out. And of course, if you have any questions or would like to be on my podcast, by all means, send me an email or send me shoot me an email or whatever at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because... Who knows, maybe Disney will be something that will help them out through a hard time and the fun animation and the fun energy and the storyline could be something very helpful for them. And yeah, once again, thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you. No problem. It was was lovely to be here. (laughs) So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.